Mary J. Blige, Stronger, we are deep within the closet. And uh, I, I want to know from you as an A-teamer, share with us, what are your methods um, when it comes to uh, disciplining your children? But also share your experiences of growing up. I mean, did you you get harsh punishment? Did it help? No, yes. Um, that's what we are talking about, 011-714-2006. This is SAFM 104-107 Nation. Wide and what are we doing? We are leading the late night conversation. Let's welcome Coach Matawe Matsopula, who is a, a life coach, a seasoned journalist, inspirational speaker, and an entrepreneur. Coach Matawe, good evening. Good evening, Patricia. How are you? I am strong and stronger. Thank goodness for the upbringing that I had. <laughs> That's good. That's great. And good evening to the A-teamers as well. Mm, Coach Matawe, discipline, there's a thin and fine line. And we know that this thin and fine line was really blurred when we were growing up. Um, Thank goodness for the democratic country that we live in now because corporal punishment has been outed and uh, abusive discipline has been outed, although it still happens. But then it leaves us in a quagmire. We don't know where to draw the line and we sometimes are not sure um, if you know the softer side of things is effective disciplining so let's go through it how should we be disciplining children in this day and age I mean discipline first of all is not punishment when we were growing up uh, discipline was punishment and that's the foundation that we have that many of us have that when you get disciplined, you know it's punishment time. But if we just change our mindset uh, to, to, to describe or see discipline as not punishment, it's the start, it's the beginning of actually changing the foundations that have been laid so strong, <laughs> not kangani, you know. Uh, and it's actually not meant to, to, to harm the child. The focus should be on teaching a child good behavior. Good behavior. Yes, and yeah. I agree with you. I yeah. agree with you 110%. But how were you raised? I mean, um, were you, you? I remember you sharing with us that you have six of you in your family in yes. terms of children. So, so clearly it was a house filled with kids. Was there a lot of corporal punishment and spanking and shouting and throwing of pots and pans? Or was it one of those, no, time out, Matawe, stop it, Matawe. You're a good girl, uh, Matawe. We, we, don't, we don't know time out. We don't know no corner. You don't know corner. <laughs> the things that are happening these days, but I want to tell you something. I am. I was actually. I was home last week. I only came back on 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 Sunday. I was in Limpopo and I was talking to my 11 year old daughter, saying to her, "I'm 38 years old, and my mother has never laid a hand on me, and that's a true story. Mm. She has never spanked me. I would be lying." Uh, she spoke to us. She opened the door for us to have conversations and to raise our opinions, and we are all opinionated and strongly so. On the other hand, my dad uh, screamed, even when it was not necessary, give me water! You know that type of... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just giving an example. He's like, uh, he, he, he had that anger side of him, 
And unfortunately, you know, as kids, we don't take the 100% of one parent. We go 50-50. I think uh, I took quite a lot from my dad. (laughs) Okay, okay. 11-year-old, I can imagine what that conversation sounded like. You were like, hey, (laughs) when? No, we were actually having a, a decent conversation. I was not shouting or screaming. I was actually trying to reprimand her to say, you know, you always make my mother... To, to, to be so frustrated because she's not one to be shouting or to take a, a belt and hit a child. She tries to talk to a child because she's always instilled in us that when you scream at a child or when you beat up a child, you're not correcting whatever they are doing. You're actually making them more stubborn, you know. On the other hand, my dad, everything, even when you are chilled, you're having a chilled conversation, it just ends in tears because he's just, yeah, he's, he's that person. He's harsh. It turns into uh, insults like, hey, what's going on? I thought we were just having a decent conversation. Like, yeah, we're having a conversation. Oh, okay. And it has to do with one's upbringing, I guess. So, and so how did this Beauty and the Beast upbringing, um, you know, help you? How, how, do you think you came out all right? I think I did. I, I think I did. I balanced it out. Uh, the, the Beast uh, has its own days and it, it comes out when uh, one has been provoked to a manner in which uh, you've tried all the techniques to control yourself and now you want to draw to draw the line to say, hey, don't mess with me. And fortunately, most people who know me have experienced that soft side, my mom's side. And those who've got on the wrong side of me, they have experienced my dead side of me. Mm. And (laughs) (laughs) it's not that I'm owning up to it. And I try always, which is something that I'm going to share with the A-teamers to say, uh, as a parent, I always look at myself to say, where am I going wrong when it comes to discipline? Because I tend to do more of my dad and not my mom. But then I come back again after that mistake and to sit down with my daughter. She's very vocal, by the way. One thing that I've managed to do is to open the door for us to have a conversation. And when she's not happy about something, to be able to say to me, Mommy, I'm not fine with this and that. And we have a conversation. And I am quick to apologize and say, yeah, I'm wrong. I, I, I really accept uh, that I'm wrong here. I apologize. Uh, how would you like me to behave the next time? Or I will then tell her, next time I will try so hard to behave this way. Or when I'm angry, I will walk away before I start screaming and uh, yeah, jumping up and down because it scares the hell out of them. So y- your experience on how you grew up is uh, now shaping you to be better because you don't want your children to feel the same uh, anxiety and fear. And I've asked the A-teamers, yeah. so um, their experience in terms of uh, their upbringing, did it shape them in the right way? Did they come out all right? Um, and also for them to share with us what their disciplining styles are. So this one is quite interesting. It's from one of our A-teamers who says, I lost my school shoes at school and my mom gave me a spanking of my life and since then I never lost anything again so this one worked but thank goodness this A-teamer was uh, still alive after the spanking of a lifetime because I can imagine you know back in the days other parents it was Uswazi the stick yeah Yeah. and others it was anything they could find (laughs) 
<laughs> that was yeah. close by. But yeah, a lesson was learned. Value the things that need to be valued, but it was learned in a very harsh way. Mm-hmm. And it's not always the case, especially in this era that we're now raising our kids in. When we do the spanking and we give the spanking of a lifetime, like uh, the ATMA has just uh, said there, uh, it has a potential to damage a, a child's long-term physical uh, uh, and, and mental health as well. So it, it might just not turn out the good way. We believed that, you know, Mabakshaya, Uzokula, Uzoba right and all the stuff like that. It even skyrockets into relationships where Maujola, if Ugai Angakshai, you think, oh, he doesn't love me. And people thought, no, because Uyangshaya, he loves me. And I used to, to be so shocked that why would you uh, explain love uh, to say somebody loves you when they hit you? But it was the foundation that people were given at their homes. But the danger of doing that, of spanking or using a harsh words, or, yeah, I, I mean, it, 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 it just damages the child's long-term uh, uh, mental health. It, it might even increase a, a child's anger, the aggression. And the other thing is that if I had to ask a question, how do you envision your child as an adult? What type of a, an adult do you see your child as? Many will say respectful, confident, and all these other fancy and beautiful words that we all want to, to be and want our kids to be. But yet, when it comes to discipline, we're not teaching them to be those things. We're teaching them to be the opposite. So if we take a break and think, when I'm going to discipline this child, am I going to instill and teach the behavior that I want to see as they grow up? Yeah, those are the questions we should be asking. Western Ngobeni, who's in Pulukwana, says, Hey, corporal punishment to me as a child was not executed. My late dad used to give me options as in disadvantages and advantages of doing whatever the mistake is, not excluding the aftermath of it. I was left with myself to make a choice. So this one was an introspective dad say you oh. need to introspect on your behavior. But on the other hand, this A-team, oh no, this, this sounds sad. He says, uh, me sleeping, um, me having to sleep without a meal as a child. I thought it was abuse, but now I enjoy the benefits which were forcefully instilled in me. Hmm. Yeah. I, I, I would not advise that each discipline should go to a length where a child is denied a meal. That's punishment. What are we actually teaching a child? To starve? <laughs> it doesn't instill anything. Remember when I started, I said discipline, uh, it's, it should focus on teaching a child a good behavior. Uh, as a parent, one of our jobs is to teach our children how to behave in a positive way. And uh, the spanking, the, the denying of uh, food to children and stuff like that, we're also saying to them, uh, we're teaching them to say, hey, uh, when you are frustrated, it's okay for you to cause pain to someone else, somebody that you love. 
And then we get shocked when we have things like gender-based violence, when we have uh, kids uh, who, who get abandoned and stuff like that. It has to do with the foundations that we as parents are giving to our children. It's hmm. not okay. You know, I, I want to share something that I saw. Um, this must have been last month. Yeah, the beginning of last month, um, walking into a, a store and, um, you know, buying some groceries. And I'd see these two ladies. Uh, one has a child on her back and there are two little children next to them. And I really don't know what this child was doing. As I was coming down the aisle, all I could see was, um, you know, the mother of this little girl kicking her daughter. And the daughter was on the floor. And I'm talking about little, maybe about three Two, kicking, three, like kicking, kicking, kicking with oh her God. shoe, kicking the little girl. I rushed. And the most unfortunate thing, I was with my little girl as well. Um, oh. <laughs> and, and I rushed to her and I said, what are you doing? Stop what you are doing. I'm calling the police right now. Oh. And both these ladies, the one who was kicking and the one who wasn't kicking, kept on saying, well, she's naughty. These children just don't listen. And the outrage I had, I had to calm myself down. I, I was outraged. I mean, yeah. if you have the audacity of kicking a little girl in public, what sort of abuse are you taking that child through? Maybe yeah. the, she was, the child was crying for a sweet. I really don't know what the scenario was. But when I, obviously, I'm, I'm in a shop. I went to the, the, the manager and I told them what had happened. And they were still standing in the same position um, where they were. And the manager went there and I said, let me just walk away from this. I had to now explain the scenario to my little girl because she mm. was scared. But as mm. I walked away, I noticed the look on the little children who were there that they were confused. Why would another female adult protect us from this? Because they are used to this sort of behavior. And maybe yeah. even longing, take us with you, you know. And and my heart just bled. Yeah. My heart yeah. just bled. So so th there is a fine line, but other parents just don't know this fine line. So how do we teach them this fine line? How do we say to a parent, "Ka again, Zwanji, you know, mm. you you don't go this far." Mm -hmm. I mean, when we you mentioned uh, when I was growing up, did we have the that uh, time out the naughty corner things? And I said, no, it didn't exist. This is where, as parents, we, you need to have that time out. Because kids will always try their chances to frustrate you. And this is not because they are intentionally want to frustrate you. This is because they want attention. Or they're going through the development stages. And those are different stages for each ages, you know. And they might... Uh, through tantrums, like in the shops, like you just gave an example, we need to learn to take time out, Tina, as adults, to say, okay, let me go, come back when I feel ready and when I'm in control. What are you saying by doing that? Yes, you are frustrated, you are so angry, and you want to spank the hell out of that child, but you are controlling yourself, you are walking away because you don't want to hurt the child, you don't want to say harsh words that are going to destroy the child, or the adult, as the child is going to be an adult in the future. Walk away, go compose yourself, be in control. When you come back and you are all relaxed, you're going to have a decent 
and matured conversation with your child, right? And that teaches the child that you need, it teaches them to practice self-management. Self-management. Let's go to a voice note. Hi, Patricia and your guest. You know, my daughter uh, from grade one and or from pre-primary, every day when she comes home, there will be something missing, whether a shoe, a tie, or a scarf team, something like that. So it was a normal thing. And then we used to complain a lot because the socks, each and every time there will be something missing until one day I decided to take a book because she could not read then. We would draw a tie on the on, on that book, draw a tie, a scarf tin, everything that she goes to school with, including her shoes. And then I would say to her, every time when the bell rings that you are com- coming back home, make sure you take out the book and you start ticking. Do I have a shoe? Tick. Do I have this? You just check all those pictures that we have drawn there. You tick one by one. If something is missing, start looking around checking around and then you come you, you, you come back with it so since then she will just do that she missed that maybe one or two times but she got used to it until she told me that i think i'm used to this book i'm no longer gonna leave anything behind i know what to do so i'm keeping my things safe and then she learned in that way up until now she's she's 12 she's doing well Oh, what a sweet daddy. Ah, wow. uh, Daddy, we love you. We love wow. you, Daddy. I'm going to Nkosnati. A-Team Nkosnati, good evening. Good evening, uh, Patricia and your guest. Good evening, Bob. Good evening. Um, look, I, I, I don't blame my parents uh, for, 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 for corporal punishment or whatever upbringing. Uh, because I think it taught me uh, not to lay hands on my children. Um, I, 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 now they, they, they are adults themselves. They are in their 30s, and uh, the oldest one is in his 40s. Um, it, 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 just, it doesn't solve any problem. What I found uh, very effective is, is to have rules. And if the rules, uh, those rules are broken in one way or the other, because that will always happen in a family setup, you 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 you, you just give advice. You just talk to people. These are human beings, and 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 they have they 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 they, they, they are and 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 they, they each and every day they see the value of of their parents. Uh, method of, of 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 ways of upbringing and, and so on and and because that, that such corporal punishment in a in a home you find that even children they start fighting among themselves um, but if there is just no violence at all and you'll never even experience it in your household and they're living in their places now and, and and I'm proud of it. And and I don't think uh, corporal punishment or any spanking uh, has have any results whatsoever. Thanks a lot. Thank you very much, Kusnati. Before you go, um, yes, so your kids turned out just well, um, despite the fact that you didn't uh, implement corporal punishment. Absolutely, they 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 are just productive members of society. All of them, 
and and uh, the, the the youngest one is 16 um but still it, because she grew in an environment where the siblings uh, uh they, 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 they just order uh, uh, their rules when people when a, a child go to school those are known once children are, i mean it's easy to teach a, a, a child if you are calm the problem is that parents are not calm due to different reasons some mostly it's financial uh, pressure uh, which causes a parent to be to, to be rude to, mm. to to his own family or her own family so if not that you have to be rich but if you know how to calm yourself calm your nerves you'll never uh, have a situation where you have to beat up your own children, man. Yeah. Thank you very much, Ngosnati. Uh, really appreciate that. Thanks. Uh, Coach Matawe, I'm going to some of the messages here. Um, Coach Tabang in Kimberley says, I discipline my kids by cutting their money allowance. Mina, I was beaten. Um, so clearly, uh, this didn't work for Coach Tabang and Kimberly, the beatings. Um, so he's found alternative ways to discipline. Greg and KZN says corporal punishment was a brutal form of discipline. Teachers would come to school babalast on a Monday morning and have the pleasure of leaving welts on youngsters' buttocks where um, it was not warranted many times and also resulted many of us leaving school as it was just too much for some of us, resulting in the destruction of our education. Look at those negative effects, that, those oh. negative impacts, th- that yeah. negativity, you know. Um, and, and I've heard that there are some schools that still implement corporal punishment um, oh. on the hush. So and It's, it's yeah. quite sad. It's quite sad. I mean... People, our teachers go to schools having their own issues and they moor the kids <laughs> because they are taking out whatever they're taking out. But I like what the first uh, A-teamer uh, spoke about in terms of uh, drawing uh, the, the school items in a book and said to the child, tick and make sure that you have those things. That's a way of teaching a child responsibility. So they won't be shocked when they have an adult who's a responsible adult because they instilled the values of responsibility at a very young age to say you need to be responsible. And what Babungosnati said as well, I mean, as parents, we need to have clear and consistent rules that our children need to follow. And we, when we calmly explain the consequences, in case they don't uh, follow those rules and they don't behave the way we say they should behave. Uh, and we, you need to be firm at the end, follow through. If you said to a child, uh, pick up your toys and they don't pick up the toys, uh, they're doing whatever they do, you tell them, if you don't pick up the toys, I've told you this before, I will then pack those toys and uh, tomorrow you're not going to play with the toys. You're teaching them the responsibility of saying, listen, I am going to implement the consequences that I'm putting on the table. Those are not harsh consequences of saying, you're not going to eat tonight. You're going to sleep hungry because you didn't pack your toys. I mean, the punishment, is, is that's quite, uh, uh, it's quite harsh. So we need to, to learn how to balance it out 
and redirect bad behavior. Very true. Um, A-team is... <laughs> Are you are, are you bitter about your upbringing? Are there things that have made you think, oh, I'm this way because I was brought up in such a manner? Please share with us. Call in on 011-714-2006 or WhatsApp 0614104107. So I'm going to share another uh, experience, uh, Coach Matawe. Um, when I was in grade 12, uh, at the age of 17, most of my, my peers were 18. So at that time we, we want to, their activities, we want to go out, you know, and, and have certain activities. A particular friend of mine, um, was from a very, very strict family. Like, you know, when I'm talking about extremely strict, mm. you can only go to school and to church, but her parents were both pastors. Mm. And she was the most mischievous child. She was the naughtiest. You know, I, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't even understand some of the things she did. I mean, from breaking her virginity before anyone else did to knowing how to write out letters that there's a school trip or she's got detention when she doesn't have detention. So that she, straight after school, she changes her clothes and AWOLs. You know, and we also wouldn't know where she went because she was too scared that, you know, we would tell on her. Um, and, and she did the most outrageous things. So sometimes being overly strict, even if you're not beating up the child, can have the, you know, the, the, the impact that this particular person is going to want to do the things that you say they should not do. And they're going to be the master of them. So also being strict, I mean, never mind the, the beatings, but being extremely protective and strict can have because some remember- impact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so remember when you are being strict, uh, overly strict, we're not saying don't be strict. When you're being overly strict and uh, not in a fair way, you are instilling fear in a child. And as a result, they think you, you're denying them to have the good lives and they want to experiment all those things. They, be, they, they, they become aggressive. They will hide things from you because now they want to go and do those things. Because we, we, we tend to be lecturers. We tell, 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 tell. We need to show. Because remember, our kids don't do as we say they should do. They do what we do. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, most definitely. This one is from Gustav. Gustav says, I think to talk is much better than punishing a child. Or rather, change your voice tone. And I agree with that. I've got the mommy stare. I've got that, you know, that... Are you really doing this? Look, I, I, I give it to my kids and they think, yeah, now we're in for it. Because the lectures I give, yo, the lectures I give, <laughs> if you persist, you would think that, yeah, we're in a, we're in a commission of sorts. Zonda Commission has nothing on what <laughs> mommy had. No, once I give you the look, you know, it's the hmm, look. And then you, oh. you want to sneak up on it. And then afterwards I'm like, oh, okay, can we go to your bedroom? And when we're in your bedroom, we are sitting and we are talking. But this conversation, is it's, it's more probing than a conversation because I don't want to sorry immediately. I want us to understand why you have done this. Oh. When you know you shouldn't do it. So yeah, I, I understand what Gustav is saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Stephen in Guagua, though, says, my late half-sister would deny me food on many occasions. But I'd mm-hmm. tell myself, if I survived the last time, I can survive this time. The punishment uh-huh. made me more stubborn and built so much anger. Uh-huh. 
So the, the psychological impact of being overly strict can yeah. never or being being um, punitive to a, a point where you, you are, you know, abusing a person. It, it, it leaves a person marred. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you develop uh, that way or a coping mechanism of knowing Uguti if they're going, uh, they, here it comes, they're going to, to spank me or they're going to deny me food, I'm going to sleep hungry. You, 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 you develop a, a coping mechanism of knowing how to sleep and wake up and not feel that hunger anymore. You get used to it, but what does it do, what does it do internally? emotionally and mentally like he's saying like steven is saying you become angry uh the resentment and we we then uh, get shocked when we see this kids or now they are men or women abusing other people this is because they did not experience the unconditional love even when they did wrong and the thing is that we are quick to point out the things that our children are doing wrong. No, not this way, not this way, not that way, not that way, that we forget to notice the good behavior, to point it out and start praising the good behavior. The more we praise them when they do good, the more they will strive to do good because tell me which child who wouldn't want to impress their parents. Mm, very, we very all true. want to impress the parents. Mm, mm. And and we all want to feel good about ourselves because because Nati yeah. also said this: children are human beings, and sometimes parents miss that. Guardians yeah. miss that. We think they are just a byproduct, you know, oxygen thieves. But they are human beings with emotions, with mental memory, and uh, and and what we do to them really does impact. Uh, I've got A T Masipo on the line. Good evening. Hello, Patricia. How are you? I'm strong, Atima. How are you? Oh, okay. I'm okay, man. I'm okay, man. Listen, Patricia, man. You know, I don't know what to say, man. You see the children, the way I look at it, the child, I don't, I don't care how much you can try to, to teach teaching something, but. It depends that what God gave to their child during the birth, because there are so many disobedient uh, uh, children, and they, they when they grow up, you find that some of, some of them they even run away from home, become the uh, uh, still kids, and they're taking drugs. But this I'm going to tell you, you see. Those the parents of those of those children, they don't like their kids to be like that. But Patricia, what they failed, they failed because of which those they be, those children they've been they've been told not to do this, not to do this, until the parents get fed up of punishing them. So why is that? They are like that. You see, I believe that to a to a every obedient child the parent has got just an they they just an additional but the dominant uh, teaching they're schooling there is from god that what god has given the child that's what i believe in because there are so many very disobedient, uh, disobedient children and you find that their parents does not like them to be like that but they are like that and when you ask them 
they'll tell you they'll tell you that hey, I, I, I have now I'm fed up with this child. I'm, I failed. I did that. I did that. But still, they are like this. What you do in that case? But where did this child... You, you're saying that children don't learn that behavior. They are born with it. So if a child starts you know, swearing and using vulgar, they were born with it? If a child um, is told, don't do this, and they blatantly do it, and they do it without remorse, without fear, were they born with it? I, I, I don't understand how that can be possible. Patricia, let me tell you, I've got one boy. I've got four boys. Mm-hmm. One is the first from my wife. One of them is a, is a male nurse. The second one is a traffic cop. The third one is a paramedic in Gavin. The, the, the eldest one, I'm telling you, Patricia, hey, Patricia, I'm telling you, I failed, I failed this man. He's drinking, he's like a fish. He's like a fish, Patricia. In such a way that I even, I told my wife, I said, because I, I cannot do nothing. Okay, let me tell you about the child first before I, I move on to the mother. You know what I'm going to ask said, you to do, Sipo? Just, uh, just hold it for me just a little bit. I really okay. am interested to know what you told the mother, um, but we'll do that after this break. Patricia Dooley on SAFM. Closet Conversations. Yeah, this conversation is a deep one. We're focusing on the families and we are talking effective discipline for children. Uh, we have Sipo Atima on the line who was telling us, um, you know, the, the, the challenge that he had in raising his eldest son while the other three sons are thriving right now in society. Sipo, please uh, go ahead and round up your, um, your comment. Yes, yeah, thank you, Patricia. Thank you. Now, he's a millionaire, the first one from the wife, he's a millionaire, okay? And the second one is now married. The first one, the one the millionaire, he's not married. He's close to 40 now, he's going for 40 now. And uh, nobody knows at home, nobody knows how much he's getting, okay? We are not, not worried about that. But listen to this now. He can end on the fifth day, whenever to get paid, he's going to, be, to get paid in salary. You will see by his friends flocking the home, flocking in my house. He still stays at home? They come home. Wait, your eldest son who's over 40 still stays at home with you? I'm telling you, I'm telling you that uh, some children are. uh, uh, That's why, why, Patricia, I'm saying to you, uh, I think some they are just born like that. It's their nature. in, In their nerves, they can't do nothing about it. And I'm telling you, his friends will come to my house, he'll take them, and they like him. Because now, he's buying beer for them, and even buying the meat to fry. You know what I'm saying? And you can't tell him. Right now, I moved out, almost, almost five years now, I moved out of the house because now his mother. When the money finishes, mother gives him the money to go to work. The 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 the, the bus fare, the the, the kumi fare, right? To go to the brother. The money is finished. I said, Ch- let's chase him away. He does. She doesn't want it because he, she, only one thing she tells me, I was not there in labor ward. Oh, that's, oh my God, that's it. That's why I end up going away. 
I said, okay, you carry on with your son, like because now any, anything I'm saying to you, you remind me that I was in the labor ward. I <laughs> super. <laughs> thank you for yes, sharing this story. You women, you don't want nothing with your children. Don't Some paint us all with the same brush, Babsipo. But most of them, they're like that. Okay, and okay. We heard you loud and clearly. Thank you very much for sharing that. It's it's devastating. It's sad. But I think it's opened up another conversation. When should your children be empowered to leave the house? Coach Matawe, yeah. that's one for next week, I think. Um, one for next week. Aye, one and for children next week. are not born like that. At the Eesh. end, he actually hinted what the issue became in raising the firstborn. Mm. He was spoiled and not empowered. Mm. Mm. Therefore... That's where the issue is. He was not born that way. He was born and was given or taught certain behaviors uh, that, no, it's okay to do this, it's okay to do. There were no boundaries. You understand? Yeah, very clear. Uh, and he was spoiled and all those type of things. No child is born like that. Uh, we teach our children what we want them to be at the end. And we can only try our best to model the best behavior so that our children can do what we are doing. And also learn to hear them out. They are human beings. Let's listen to them. Let's hear them out so that we know how they feel, what they think. And to say, the door is open. Let's have a conversation. So, for the firstborn, the problem started at a young age. He was born, was spoiled, rotten, and uh, yeah. He's feels entitled. Mm-hmm. Let's go to France. Hey, Team of France, good evening. Good, good evening. Yeah. Why are you laughing? <laughs> France. Actually, I must commend you. It's the first time I'm hearing you laugh on the show. You are always Is very it? tense, man. <laughs> no, uh, thanks uh, to the previous caller. Oh, um, Tata Babsi, <laughs> you made France laugh, yeah? Yeah, and uh, to coach Matau and brother, next time you guys, when you come into Limpopo, you must inform us. We'll give you a scalp and go back to Jodek and share with Patricia. France, who gave you the thoughts that I don't come to Limpopo? Actually, I think I go to Limpopo more often than Brabenzito. Mm? So come I'm down, come down. I, I, I'm, okay, Imagangane, you are bringing the, the sheep for us, yeah, Matau? <laughs> so what's your comment, France? Um, for me, Patricia, I'll say I don't I don't regret um, how I was raised. Um, I've been to a primary school and high school where when uh, corporal punishment was uh, you know very active. I've been beaten up at school. I mean, even sometimes when we're playing soccer, you get beaten up at the touchline for missing a goal. You know, so. Um, and in my family, my dad was the one who was not taking nonsense. He would beat you up at any time and when you're doing a mistake. And for me, it was worse because I was, um, I'm the only guy between two I mean, sisters. You know, see, he wanted nothing but the best out of me. And I did see it when I dropped out of varsity. He was so angry with me until he, he chased me out of his house. And I had to go out and start everything on my own and hustle. But um, when coming to my kids, when I turn out to be a father, um, the the son that I'm staying with now, um, he grew up until he was 11, 12. He was not staying with me. He was with the mother until he got out of control and the mother decided, no, take your child now. And um, I've stayed with that boy for the past three years. I've never laid a hand on my kid. 
never. The only way I discipline him is how I talk with him. And um, I'm staying in an environment where it's, um, it's a family farm. You know, I got my own house. My parents are still alive. They got their own house. My grandfather is still alive. He got his own house. But he's staying with me. I don't any grandparent to raise my kids. I want to raise my kids my own way and the best way I can. You know, so, but I have never, and I believe I'll never do that or shout at him. He's a young man. If I need anything or he, if he does something wrong, I'll just sit down and talk with him. I think that's the best way it's working. I don't have to pay revenge to what my parents and my teachers did to me. It was back then, but I've turned out to be the best person that I am today of what, I mean, they've done to me. Well done, Franz. Thank you very, very much for sharing uh, your uh, life story and what you are currently doing as a parent. Let me go quickly to these voice notes. Hi, uh, Patricia and, and the guest. You know, personally, um, I was raised by my uncle. My father passed away when I was very young. So we went back to my mother's family where my uncles took care of me and my sisters. Yo, I was abused, really. I was a very uh, young man, young boy, a very, very strong. So I would be given those big tasks to do like pushing uh, wheelbarrows and all those heavy stuff. But his sons were treated softly. And then I've realized this thing when I was growing up that this thing is damaging me, even uh, body-wise. I could feel some pains. Could, yeah, it's, it's so serious. Until that time when I've realized that this man is abusing me. And then I decided to f- confront him. I said, Malume, it doesn't mean that when you are raising me, I become your victim. I confronted him as a very young man. And uh, since then, he hated me because patriarchy is one of those things that... Uh, damages he could not believe that he was confronted and then he hated me i'm telling you now we are 20 something years without seeing each other me and my uncle when we meet we just pass each other up until now even my children then don't know my uncle because i confronted him the hatred and then i was told to apologize by the other uncles i said i will not because i have been abused and then i have to open up and told him Hi Patricia, hi Patricia. Hey, I'm just listening to the previous caller. It's, it, it, it is very sad to me, very sad. Over 40 years, uh, in his parents' house, you know me, I'm, now I am 37, but I'm living my own life with my wife and kids, you see. But hey, as for those ones who still live with their parents, I don't know. I don't know. Good evening to you, Patricia and Coach Matawi. My name is Mark. I believe that our children become what we teach them or what we, how we mold them is the way they are going to portray their lives. Kids cannot be born evil. There is nothing like that. Thank you. Coach Matawe, let's wrap up our conversation. (laughs) Um, The effective way to discipline our children. Yes, the effective way is focus on teaching your children good behavior rather than punishing the bad behavior. 
Let the focus be on teaching the good behavior. Remember, again, discipline is not punishment. On that note, for the parents who are saying, I am struggling with wounds of how I was raised, and now I want to make right with my own children, I need counseling, I need life coaching, how do we get in touch with you, Coach Matau? Uh, my number is zero seven two one double zero eight nine three zero, and it's about time. Rewisama bota au are the old beliefs, so that we can unlearn, relearn, and learn new behavior and raise uh, giants. Definitely. Thank you very much, Coach Matawa. Always a great pleasure. Thank you so much, Patricia. Hey, teamers, we have uh, stayed three minutes uh, too long. Maybe it's because we feel protected. We're an entourage on this side. Like I said and when we started the show, Phineas and uh, uh, Bongega uh, are both here. So technical team is an entourage. But we still need to go home. It's officially uh, Wednesday, the 4th of August. Let's continue doing the right thing. May goodness and grace lead you to the great heights of success.